Welcome to the Marketing Solutions Podcast. I'm Kelly Smith. I'm a wife, a boy mama, a marketing agency owner, and a trusted marketing advisor to entrepreneurs just like you. Marketing is my MO, and this podcast is the place to learn how to market your business with simplicity, purpose, and integrity. You'll learn how to become a more profitable and happier business owner who feels confident, hopeful, and motivated to grow. The thing is, professionalism as we know it is changing. What we talk about at work, how we represent our brands and our businesses, and how we show up in our marketing material has changed drastically in just a few short years. This is the place where we're going to learn how to navigate those waters together, how to market your business while staying true to your values, how to show up in your business in a way that feels really honest and right for you. Good marketing makes value visible. And in these episodes, you'll learn how to make visible the value that you provide for others so that you can achieve the kind of success that allows you to live your very best life on your own terms. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Marketing Solutions Podcast. I'm Kelly Smith. And today we're talking about prioritizing revenue-producing activities in your business. I have a list of about five activities that have served me well over the last five years. And I know that these are activities that have been vetted out by other business owners who have reached a certain level of success as well. It's not advice at all. It's just these are things that have worked for myself, and these are things that have worked for other people in my network who I know have struggled with the crux that every small business owner goes through, and that is everything feels urgent, everything's important, everything needs to get done, and I don't have enough time to do it in. So if that resonates with you, you're in the right place. (laughs) We have a lot of people here who really feel that way. And the early stages of business, you are kind of required to wear a lot of hats and do a lot of things. You don't have the revenue to outsource yet, or maybe you don't have the expertise to be able to train or guide somebody on how you want things done. So service-based business owners, they have this crux of delivering the promised goods and being the engine that generates leads, runs the business, does the taxes and everything else. Maybe you have a team or have outsourced some of that work, but largely your brand is based on your expertise and skill set. So coaches and real estate agents and CPAs and attorneys, I'm talking to you here. So if you run a service-based business, you're going to be able to identify with a lot of the overwhelm that comes with feeling the need to do all of the things. So identifying what is the best use of your time and what is revenue-producing activity and prioritizing that activity over all else will help make a dent in the to-do list, but also get the right things done. So I've created a list of five activities that we're going to go deep into today, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing those with you. They're not meant to be advice, but these are activities that have served me well since I started my business in 2016, and they're also activities that I know people in my network, other business owners, 
who have reached a level of success, they have also prioritized these activities as well. Knowing what to do and what's worthy of your time versus not worthy of your time is so valuable, right? So there's a framework to identifying what to prioritize so that you can be crystal clear on what's a yes and what's a no, how to identify what's going to be helpful to you reaching your vision and what's going to detract. So I have eight clarifying questions that I want to share with you. Those are linked in the show notes, and you can download those for free if you would like. But over the course of the last five years or so, I have helped my clients with this, and I've also used this myself. When an opportunity arises, I use these eight clarifying questions to help me decide if the opportunity, one, aligns with my values and my goals, and two, if this is something that I need to put other things on the back burner for. So we're going to talk about, you know, saying no to things and, you know, identifying what needs to be said, what you need to say no to. But if you would like this list of eight clarifying questions, you can grab that. It's linked in the show notes. Additionally, I just wanted to promote that there's a podcast that I listen to called Life on Purpose with Erica Lane, and she has an episode number 33 called Saying No 101. And I really got a lot out of that because I struggle with saying no. Saying yes to certain things requires that we say no to other things. And this particular podcast episode with Erica Lane was really helpful for me in kind of getting some tools in my tool belt for saying no, I guess. So we'll talk about the most revenue-producing activities for your business. And you may not like every single one of them. But these are needle movers. They're money makers. And if you would consider applying these in your business, think about how it might change your business or what effect that might have on your life. Let's get to it. First thing, creating valuable free content for the people whom you ultimately want to pay your bills is a revenue-generating activity. So if you want more clients in today's day and age, you have to earn them. People are leery. They can smell a bullshitter a mile away. But you are one who has the credibility, the credentials, the expertise to guide, encourage, and educate your future clients so they'll appreciate the generous work and thought that you put into creating meaningful content for them. So all marketing is is the vehicle by which we showcase the value of our services. It literally makes value visible. That's the tagline for my business on purpose, right? Good marketing makes value visible. When you spend time creating content for people, that helps them move through the decision-making process so that they can get clear on and be educated on how to get from where they currently are to where they want to be. And so by providing them with that type of content to educate and inspire and motivate, you are creating generous work and it's worthy of your time. Don't do all of the things. You don't need to have a podcast and a blog and a webinar and an ebook and a real book. You don't need to do all of the things, but 
picking one, at least, picking one vehicle by which you can impart your knowledge and expertise to people who want it is generous work and it earns business. And if you're one who says, I don't have time to write my blog post this month, or I just can't get to creating social media posts because there's other stuff going on, or I'm too busy to create my email newsletter, then I would really encourage you to reprioritize your to-do list, right? Because we know that effective marketing material is one of the biggest sources of growth for your business. Creating valuable free content is one of the best ways to earn more clients, elevate the perception of your brand, and build an audience of people who want to hear from you. And if that aligns with your goals of owning your business, then that's where you need to focus your time and energy. Creating valuable free content is one of the best ways to earn more clients, elevate the perception of your brand, and build an audience of people who want to hear from you. If that is something that resonates with you, I would encourage you to prioritize creating valuable free content for the people who ultimately will pay your bills. The next revenue generating activity is identifying the work that only you can do and creating an exit strategy for the rest. Okay. And so I have read a few Michael Hyatt books and he is a thought leader in this space. And so if productivity or delegation is a skill set that you want to get better at, I would highly recommend Michael Hyatt's book, Free to Focus. I'll link that here in the show notes as well. But understanding work that only you can do is so valuable. For example, writing a blog post is something that only you can do because it's your thought leadership. It's you sharing your expertise and your knowledge. Your assistant cannot write your blog post for you, but they can sure edit it. They can create supporting graphics for it. They can find all of the supporting links. They can find supporting data, and they can publish it to your website. There's a lot that goes into publishing a blog post. However, Your piece of it, which is the most important piece, is the actual creation of the blog post. If you can outsource the rest, you're saving yourself a boatload of time. And my clients take advantage of this service, right? They'll write a blog post. Sometimes it's in the form of an email to me, and then I will edit it, and my team will create the graphics and the links, and we will publish it on our client's website. And that's part of the beauty of outsourcing your marketing is that you're not handing over the keys to the kingdom. It's your voice. It's your knowledge and expertise. Nobody can duplicate that. But you can hand over the logistics and, you know, kind of the finer details that go into getting it out into the world. So getting bogged down in research or finding statistics or even creating systems in your business is all work that somebody else can do, right? They may even do it better than you. So understanding that you are the asset in your business and that your time is the most valuable thing available to you. So how you spend your time is crucial to the success of your business. During the pandemic, I sat down with my notebook and I made a list of everything that I did in my business 
from checking email to creating social media content to editing people's blog posts to creating social media content for my clients. I mean, all of the things. I got as detailed as possible. And I had pages and pages and pages of activities, right? These are all things that I was doing in my business. I made that big master list. And then I got three different color highlighters. (laughs) One color I highlighted that was work that could be delegated One color was for work that could be eliminated, and one color was for work that only I could do that I needed to keep. That is an activity that I learned in Michael Hyatt's book. So understanding what can be delegated, what can be eliminated, and what is work that only you can do is a really big eye-opener, and it's a really great tool for keeping you on track and being successful. The third revenue generating activity I wanted to share is in the similar vein of the last one, but it's really understanding the difference between motion versus action. And motion versus action, that concept is nothing new, but in the book Atomic Habits, James Clear writes specifically about motion versus action. So he kind of coined that phrase, motion versus action. And I will link that book in the show notes here as well. But in my corporate job, my team and I used the lean manufacturing system as a guide for how we operated the business. Well, I didn't run the business, but my team did. And so how they operated the business was by using this lean manufacturing process. And in short, it's a methodology that ensures that you're producing a product in the most efficient and effective way possible, that you're eliminating opportunities for waste to creep into your systems. And in our training, we learn that the customer is really only paying you for your activity of assembling and creating the product that ultimately is going to help them or improve their life in some way. Right? They're not paying you to go find your tools. They're not paying you to prepare to assemble the product. They're not paying you to talk to your supervisor about it. They're not paying you to have meetings. That's all work that might be necessary, but it's not what they're paying you for. Okay, so it's understanding the difference of the two. And obviously, this is not a comprehensive on lean manufacturing or the principles behind it. But the point that I want you to take away from this is to understand what's causing waste in your business. Where in your business are you looking for your tools or preparing to do the work or talking about it ad nauseum, right? Like more so than actually getting the work itself done. So looking for those areas of waste in your business is a good example of getting crystal clear on the difference between motion versus action. And if you struggle with productivity and get kind of like stuck in the weeds of over-preparing, for example, identify three tasks for each day that must get done no matter what. Like Brendan Bruchard calls this like a weekly success list. So I think the general idea of his success list is that you make a list of activities that need to get done before the end of the workday on Friday. And Those are the activities that you're focused on first. And anything else that comes up during the week that doesn't 
support or push those priorities to the finish line, they get backburnered. Michael Hyatt talks about this as well, right? He has a daily three or, or something to that effect where, you know, it's like you have these three tasks that those are the three things that you focus on first and everything else is either unnecessary or not the priority. So understanding what matters today and what's going to move the needle today because it ultimately serves a larger purpose toward your bigger goals. So for example, planning your social media content for the upcoming month, right? That's a fruitful activity. It doesn't need to take more than one hour tops. Over-preparing your social media content plan for the month looks like overthinking each post idea or spending too much time researching each post idea or looking at other people's posts to see if they've already posted about it. Like, nope. Your plan is to get yourself in front of a calendar and decide what you want to say to your audience because you know that your audience wants to hear from you and what they want to hear from you. So plan what you're going to say, when you're going to say it, and don't let it take more than an hour, okay? The fourth revenue-generating activity is to treat yourself like you're the CEO of a million-dollar company. And I just love this one. It feels so, like, frivolous to me in some way. I don't know why, but and if you're in the early stages of your business and you're like wearing all of the hats, like this might be a really hard one for you. But if you're not, I want you to consider what your time is worth. Like if your hourly rate is $5,000 an hour, is the work that you're producing right this second going to provide a return on that time investment? Right. And if it's not, like maybe this is something to delegate or maybe this is something to eliminate altogether. So I have had the privilege of working with some executives who have run and continue to run billion dollar companies. And they are some of the most grounded and kind and honest and humble people that you've ever met. You will hear me talk about these people on this podcast because they were so influential in my career and in my life. And I learned so much from watching them. And they were great people to work with. And they were also like rarely available off the cuff. So if you caught them in the hallway and needed to like pick their brain for a second, you might get shut down and you might get the talk to my assistant and schedule some time with me. I really want to hear what you have to say, but I don't have time for it right now which was always a really well-received answer. Other times, you know, maybe they did have a second to talk in the hallway, but their time was really, really valuable and they acted like their time was their biggest asset because it was. And when they are working, they're working. And when their door is shut, it means they are not available. And when they're not working, similarly, they are not working. Their phone is, you know, I mean, in an emergency, like they're leaders of billion-dollar companies. You can access them if you need to. But the point is, if they're at their kid's soccer game, they're at their kid's soccer game. And that's not to be disrupted unless, you know, the world is coming to an end. So reframing your daily activities and the mindset that you're looking at your work through, 
right? Would my future million dollar CEO self be doing this? You know, and then start thinking and acting like that future version of yourself, right? It takes discipline, it takes commitment, and it takes empathy and self care and ultimately a lot of boundaries. So trying to get in that headspace ahead of time and behaving in that way ahead of time is a really good way of thinking about things. It's a revenue generating activity to consider yourself and treat yourself like you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, even if you're not yet. So my fifth revenue generating activity is to pour into your team and into your own development, right? A team who takes ownership of their work and enjoys what they do, like that's so valuable, right? The team that feels empowered to make important decisions, the team that feels supported by their leadership, they will create some of the company's very best work. And on the flip side of that coin, micromanaging, rudeness, arrogance, that will kill the spirit that you're trying to create. And you'll be left with high turnover or less than stellar results, right? It can really hurt your brand. So pouring into your team and you know, also into your own development. Where do you need to brush up on your skills? Where do you need to learn? You know, If you've never delegated before, that might be an area of opportunity for you to learn about. So Understanding, you know, how you can be the best leader to support your team because ultimately they're the ones that are going to be driving results. So keeping that in mind. So an action item for you today would be to consider how you can apply at least one of these five revenue generating activities into your life, into your business, which one resonates with you the most An even better question might be, which one makes you feel the most resistant and understanding why you're having that resistance? So my goal for you in this episode is that you'll get some encouragement and some support in growing your business so that you don't feel overwhelmed and like everything is a priority because it's not, but to better understand how you can leverage your time because you're the asset, remember, How can you leverage your time so that you can make your business as successful as you want it to be? So grab that free download if you would like the eight clarifying questions to know what to say yes to and what to say no to when an opportunity presents itself. And visit me on Instagram. I'm at Willow and Oak Solutions. Or you can visit my website, www.willowandoaksolutions.com. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode today. It's my goal that each episode will move the needle for you in some way, that you'll get exactly what you need right when you need it. So if you loved it, and I sure hope that you did, consider subscribing to the podcast or leave a review. And if today's episode or this podcast is valuable to you, there's likely someone that you know who might also get some value out of it as well. So send it their way. All right. Looking forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for being here.